Mike's Daily Podcast. FF episode 1572 Hello, I'm your host, Mike Matthews, broadcasting from Cafe Anyway, located somewhere in Podcastro Valley, Mont. Today we hear from the wonderful Benita. No. Yeah, the disgruntled fiddle player and the brewmaster. It's Friday, and I'm happy about that. Yesterday, a bunch of things proceeded to take place that I was not prepared for, so... Mike's Daily Podcast. One of them was out of the blue as I was walking my dog, Basil the Boxer. (coughs) Mike's Daily Podcast. I got a text from someone I had not heard from in a long time whose name is Katie. And we walked around Cull Canyon Lake, and it was 80 degrees. No, it wasn't. It was very cold. And it was rain, rainy, rainy. And I got a text from some people, including Kevin, who was not complaining. He was happy because he had been listening to my podcast. Mike's Daily Podcast. And that's the name of it. And he said, like, he had listened to 20 episodes of the show. Mike's. Can you believe that? Is that humanly possible? Podcast. Did he suffer major brain damage? Yeah. Yeah. No, he did. I don't know. Maybe. He possibly did. But he said, let's see. He asked me a bunch of questions regarding the show. Like, who do, who likes Pliny the Elder? Uh, I've listened to 20 of your podcasts today, he said. Curb your enthusiasm, Kevin, who used to do the segment called... Addendum with Kevin. Okay, that's this is the opener for Addenda with Kevin. And he was asking what podcast I apply to. Oh, uh, he, I was using ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter was the one that told me, Mike, you might be good for 99% Invisible, this podcast that, you know, we're doing a posting job things for. Oh, look who walked in. And I will say hi to them in a moment. ZipRecruiter sucks. I'm hearing them all over NPR and they advertise on all these podcasts and all over this new media crap. ZipRecruiter will spam the crap. They will spam you till you're blue in the eyes because it is, that's an expression. It is bad. ZipRecruiter is bad, bad, bad. And then they they string you along because they're like, Mike, 99% Invisible has looked at your resume. Mike, they looked at your resume. And here's today's podcast picture. Twice. They looked at it twice. They looked at it three times. Mike, you didn't get it. Or Mike, the uh, uh, job has closed for this. Here are some other jobs you might want. And none of the jobs apply to me. None of them. It's like insurance agent. And if you're an insurance agent, good for you. You're able to sell insurance. That does not look like an easy thing. Car car salesman. All radio people end up becoming car car salesmen. And I do not want to go that route. Ugh. No. I'm not that. I love the fact that my car gets me from point A to point B. Incidentally, my car has a leak. It rained so hard yesterday, I noticed that I have a little leak in the moonroof, which I thought I had solved that problem last year. And unfortunately, it's back. And then Katie, my friend Katie, told me she went to Sweden, to Copenhagen. No, she went to Denmark. Copenhagen, Denmark, right? 
I know where everything is. I've looked at a map. And she said that there they have an expression called huga. Huga. And huga is this thing about being with your friends, being with good company, having good conversation, uh, the have candles lit, warm tea, warm it, all this stuff that just you know sounds warm and and gooey and fun inside, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Especially if you're a female millennial, right? God. I don't know why female millennials to me seem like they would like. Candles and warm tea But you know what There's nothing Tea is actually better for you Than coffee In the sense that it is less acidic And that it does have Coffee properties And that it will Get you awake With the caffeine I wish I liked tea more I'm not the biggest fan of tea I drink tea mainly When I'm sick And I need that little And I don't need the acid because it hurts my stomach. Too much acid will hurt your tummy. But that being said, that going down that rabbit hole, that I shouldn't have gone. That was a fun day with Katie and getting great texts from Kevin all day asking me, who likes Pliny the Elder? Uh, And I see you had to do that stupid board op exam and other things. Other observations from Kevin Who we simply need to get back on the show again And have him do a segment But my point being Speaking of work Because that's where I met Kevin Was at work years ago There is the obligatory memo on the refrigerator now That is oh so I, There's something so failed about that Something so hands, arms up in the air I don't know what else to do. There it is. It's just so defeatist. It's it's like why don't we know these things already? The any rules on refrigerators. I don't like it. I don't like it having a roommate. I don't believe in putting if you have an issue with someone say it to them. Hey, roommate, can you like not uh, you keep your garlic You know the minced garlic jar Put the lid on that And then probably put that whole jar In a sealed Ziploc bag Don't go to Zip Recruiter Ziploc for that To zip it up Zip it Zip 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 To quote my good friend from the right. That movie Yeah Just say it Don't put a laminated memo On a refrigerator That's just, I don't know what else to do. So I'm just going to do that and think that the slobs that are causing all the problems in the first place actually know how to read. Thank you. That was my little comedy. Did you like that? That's my attempt at being a comedian. Thank you. Actually know how to read. That's how you have to do it when you're doing your stand-up comedy. You have to hit the punchline like that and punch it out of the park and give it a big... You know... That's just, it's just so, ugh. It's the same problem I have with putting a big laminated sign on the door saying, don't, uh, careful, there are people coming through the door. Be careful, don't smash the door into people's faces. Ugh, common sense. That's my whole thing is where the hell did the common sense go? The obligatory kitchen memo laminate on the fridge. 
For God's sake. Are we that demoralized? Are we that duh of a society? <sighs> and you know what? That fridge raider would be a lot worse. I will I will readily admit, and I don't go on Reddit ever. That place scares me. The people on that scare me. You're a little too smart, a little too high tech, a little too whiny, a little too mean and conspiratorial to be for me to be on that with you. Sorry. But I readily admit admit that on Monday when I walked in and I saw that a bag that had been in there all week last week and I lifted the bag up to my nose and could smell definite fumes starting to come from it. I chucked that mother. And by mother, I mean uh, it was growing uh, little babies of bacteria that we don't need to make stinky smells. I put it in the trash. I round filed that. I round filed it and it's gone. It was gone. So any, the problem is those smells stay in the fridge. So whatever stinkiness that's, that's in there until you throw some baking soda in there or you just leave it open the, the fridge door and let it air out, which of course you're causing everything else to go bad in the fridge. So my point being, I've done my part to help, but seriously, a laminated memo on the fridge. Oh my God. And ZipRecruiter, don't even, don't even. Use them for like a second and then unsubscribe. Un get out of there because they're gonna spam mail you so bad. It's horrid. Hey, some people walked in. Hi, Mike. It's Benita the Rodeo Queen. Hang out. And to this grown food player, tell you what. What? I think it is very irresponsible for people to leave their hamburger just sitting there in the fridge where it just. Where's the beef? We're just sitting there and collecting mold. And that's just disgusting. That's terrible. I agree. Look who else is here. Hello, Mike. I make the delicious root beer. You want some? It's fresh out of the refrigerator. Oh, boy. And I made it 12 weeks ago. Yeah, that's good. 12 weeks ago? That's a good... No way. That's a good amount of time. Hey, there's... Uh, the Academy Awards is coming up this weekend. And they say... And the Oscar goes to... Me, Mike Matthews. I don't care about the Oscars. I didn't see a single movie. I'm in love with Lucy Worsley. Lucy Worsley on YouTube. And she does all these shows on the BBC. And it's HD quality. And she's beautiful. And she talks to the camera. And she has that really fun way of talking. Where she says things like... Of soup. Oh, no, not her. With her English gown and her crazy English hat. But there was just one little detail of Englishness which she could never get a taste for. Try as she might, she could not enjoy the local drink, beer. What? What? She didn't like beer? I don't really like beer either. No, Lisa Worsley! No! Please do not say it so! Beer is so wonderful and magical! And, and where did my thing go that it... Where did it go? Magical! Mm, beer. People are leaving. I, I produce a couple shows at the radio station. People are leaving California 
because the prices are crazy. The traffic is horrible. And an interesting fact, and we'll get to the podcast picture in a moment. Oh, yeah, I'll get to it right now. It's me and Basil. The, and Basil looks really small like a little fly buzzing around my head. And this was taken, uh, I think, the same day I threw the, tra- the, 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 the stuff out of the fridge. The, 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 the people, U-Haul is having to charge people thousands of dollars to move out of state. And, but people that are U-Hauling to California are only paying just a few hundred. So this is interesting because I moved to California in 2009 back to california from alabama and at that point i had some stuff and i had i used abf which was a big mistake because you cannot wrap your furniture your stuff in enough bubble wrap to keep it enough blankets enough whatever to keep it from being smashed all to hell by the time it gets to its destination that's how it is at abf which stands for always breaking furniture and i just came up with that and you you so moving to california back to california i forget how much that cost i want to say it was about two thousand dollars it it what maybe 1600 i forget i don't think it was much more than that at any rate once we got to our stuff to california and saw it was all broken I realized I should have just sold it all in Alabama. I should have just gotten rid of it. So moving to California is cheaper than getting the hell out of California, interestingly enough. Even though when you get the hell out of California to wherever else you go, except for places that are expensive, like, of course, New York City. New York City! But, you know, throughout the U.S., it's so much cheaper that that you'll save money there but oh so a friend of mine is moving to dallas and i'm really excited for him hey that was that just brought everything to a grinding halt oh well i guess i'm done talking no wait there's more things i wanted to i did want to say people oh one one person i know who's a people is a lady named Pat Chen. I produce her show. She's a pastor. And she is in, is it North Carolina? Charlotte, North Carolina today for the big funeral of Billy Graham. His funeral has been going on for a while. Yes, it's true. And yeah, there's, uh, well, we won't go into, I, there, there is some magic involved with how you keep a body. We'll have to get a mortician on to explain how they're able to do a long funeral like this that's lasted several days that's included Washington DC and the rotunda of the Capitol. But my pastor friend is actually going to be in Charlotte today to pay her respects to Billy Graham. She was once part of one of his crusades in Oakland back like in the seventies. So she's gonna go and it's gonna there's gonna be a big tent. I don't know how cold it's gonna be because they're having a nor'eastern uh, so she's doing that today, and I sh- can't wait to hear from. I find it really—it's fascinating to me that she's paying respects to a historical figure. He really is a historical figure, whether you are religious or not. He d- definitely made an imprint in America, and he saw all the presidents. He even saw Hugh Hefner, who was a president of some kind. I don't know. No, he had his own little weird kingdom in Beverly Hills but 
the speaking of our president, he said tariffs, right? Tariffs with the aluminum tariffs, and then the stock market did not do very well yesterday because of that. And Trump said that we had to make the move, and we decided to make the move. This morning, he's tweeting all about, "Hey, we had to make the move." We had to make the move, and we decided to make the move. And uh, we're moving things along. We're moving them along fast. So he said today that you know, hey, we got to have some trade restrictions, and and maybe the stock market will rebound, or it will be even worse. I don't know. I'm not a financial analyst, sir. Christian, though the time has come. And you know that you're the only one. So is Trump going to do what he said he wants to do with gun gun restrictions, restricting uh, bump, bump stocks and uh, uh, all the other wingdings and, and bring the age up? Uh, despite, you know, people going, hey, we're at the NRA. You can't to restrict kids from owning guns. They need to have guns. If they get if they're old enough to go and fight for us in the army, they should be able to have a gun when they come home. Well, yeah, but if you're trained in the military, wouldn't you know a few things about guns that maybe the average kid won't know? There might be a little more education involved. I don't know, that's a thought floating around, but he is saying that about the NRA about, you know, he's taking on the NRA. He, we talked about that last show But uh, the, I'm just And I've talked glowingly about the high school kids About how of the fervor The survivors of the awful shooting And there was a guy who's written a book About the NRA And he's a political scientist at some, Paul, Paul a Professor at some big university And he said That if you look back About all the Sandy Hook And all the other horrible shootings that eventually these movements peter out. These they end up losing momentum. So he was not very optimistic about the future of the students, about if they're gonna keep their message going or if the story because the news is always changing. The news is always onto the next shiny object. That's just the nature of news. It's crap. But are we going to be so upset with the nature of our government, of the federal government, of the Congress, of our politicians, that they don't do anything about gun control. And is the NRA ever going to be? Because the NRA won't move one iota. One iota. We'll see. But yeah, well, I find that very interesting. Keep your eyes on how long these amazing high school students are able to stay in the spotlight. And are you going to help them stay in the spotlight? And will you be out there March 14th supporting them? The Israeli police arrived on Friday at Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's home, where media reports say they were there to question him for an eighth time over allegations of fraud and bribery. A police issued no official confirmation that questioning was underway. Investigators were at the same time uh, we're at the we're at the same time to take a statement from his wife Sarah uh, at National Fraud Headquarters near Tel Aviv. A former Netanyahu aide and top businessman are both in custody, linked to allegations of suspected fraud by the premier. So Netanyahu having his own bit of trouble there, 
in Israel as some other politicians are having problems with being investigated that we know of. William Henry Trotter Bush, the wealthy investor and the brother and uncle of, of a couple of our presidents, has died. He was 79. Former Florida Governor Jeb Bush confirmed in an email to the AP he did not describe the cause known as Bucky Bush, the brother of President George H.W. Bush, uncle of George W. Bush, and the youngest son of Senator Prescott Sheldon Bush of Connecticut, was also active in Republican politics. He chaired his nephew's presidential reelection campaign in Missouri. At the time, he recounted that he used to babysit the future 43rd president of the United States. He was the co-founder and chairman of Bush O'Donnell Investment Advisors in St. Louis, Missouri. He was also the president of Boatman's National Bank of St. Louis. At one WellPoint board meeting, he was also involved with Anthem. Uh, he he uh, collapsed, bringing an abrupt end to a consumer campaign against insurance premium hikes. He was also put in the spotlight in 2007 when he and other directors of defense contractors of a defense contractor reaped a total of six million dollars from what federal regulators called an illegal scheme by two executives to manipulate the timing of stock option grants. Now onto something a little less controversial, or maybe it is even more controversial, is Jay-Z has dethroned P. Diddy, or just Diddy as the world's richest hip-hop star with a net worth of $900 million. It seems Jay-Z's business hustle has paid off after Forbes listed him as the top-earning hip-hop artist of 2018. Uh, P. Diddy Combs, who came in number one in 2017, was dethroned. This is the first time in seven years that Diddy hasn't been in first place. Did they say why? Uh, see, for uh, the rising value of his interests in Armand de Brignac champagne, which you can tell I buy a lot of that because I'm able to say the name. Now, if I bought a lot of that, I'd be not in this country and I'd be someone named uh, Rich, Richie, Rich Guy, and I'd be enjoying my Huga. And no, he also has that cognac. And, and ownership in Rock Nation, his title music streaming service, which I don't know anyone who uses that. So Diddy also, he's one year younger than me. He ranked second on the list with a net worth of 825 million. He's got major investments in liquor brands like Dillion Tequila and Ciroc Vodka. Wow, they love their alcohol. Jeez, the rappers love their alcohol. Who knew? Too bad they don't like the uh, root beer, brewmaster. I know. I'd be really rich and living in that country you were talking about. And my name would be Richie Rich Rich Guy. Oh, boy. That's right, Jack. That's a lot going on. Wow. That's uh, so much going on. Oh, yeah, how much? A lot. KFC's chicken shortage update. Some stores remain closed. Gravy also in short supply. No! That's terrible. I need a sound effect for that. 
It's been nearly two weeks since the fast food chain first raised the alarm. KFC restaurants in the UK were running out of chicken. Yes, UK KFC. That's a lot of letters. The chicken shortage was caused by a logistical snafu, forcing hundreds of restaurants to temporarily close. The chain apologized to outraged and amused customers. Oh, America, they can't give us enough chicken. That, what is wrong with them and their chickens? Uh, KFC said yesterday they, that roughly 3% of its 900 stores in the UK remain closed. Lettuce was in short supply yesterday, so they couldn't do the wraps. And uh, uh, there was a lack of corn, beans, and wraps. One Twitter user ordered a tower burger, but it came without hash browns, cheese, and lettuce. And the absence of one item in particular, gravy. Gravy. No gravy. That drew loud objections. You people don't, shouldn't eat there. That's what you shouldn't do. British people, Britons, don't eat at KFC. Leave that to us. We'll become the huge fat, fatty, fat, fat nation for you. It'll be great. So the Daily Show's Hassan Minhaj is not Minhaj. That's not Nikki's brother. Hassan Minhaj is going to host his own weekly talk show on Netflix. He's leaving the Daily Show. Yes, to host his own weekly talk show. I don't care because I don't have Netflix anymore because I'm in love with Lucy Worsley who doesn't like beer apparently but she likes to play the piano and she says oh, things does write good copy the concerts to be for the benefit of Miss Mozart of 11 oh that was her Mozart video because Mozart spent some time in England and had a very tricky time there in England because people were not very nice as we go outside a cafe anyway, where we bring you Mike's Daily Podcast somewhere in Podcast Row Valley. <coughs> Folks, whatever, at least, you know, California is expensive, but I don't think it's nearly as expensive as London. London is supposed to be, and has always been crazy expensive. So, good luck if you're battling the Nor'easter. Good luck if you are battling the tariffs. Um, much of the world planning to strike back apparently according to the Washington Post and we'll see what happens with that but enjoy your wonderful weekend I will probably be back for the Super Secret Sunday show we will see Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you on this Friday and you can talk to me 336-MM-DAILY that's 336-MM-DAILY or email me mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com I always love to hear from you. I love getting all the emails that I get and the texts and the emails and the comments that you put on the on the Twitter section and the Facebook section. I'm totally doing what this guy I do. I know he... Oh, I helped this guy get into podcasting. He goes, Mike, I've got 19,000 followers on iTunes because of you. He said to me. And I said, yeah, right. And... I don't really believe that, but... Right. Hey. That's the end of the show. Uh, thank you. So get back to me if you want. Mike'sDailyPodcast.com. Here's Ariel telling you more about it. Mike's Daily Podcast is written and produced and performed by Mike Matthews. His podcast is super easy to find. 
Download or listen to his show and read his blog at mikesdailypodcast.com. Email Mike now at mikesdailypodcast at gmail.com. See you tomorrow. Bye.